What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the 25th episode of the Undercover Weebs anime and manga podcast, I suppose, now, since we're, we've are we been doing One Piece reviews, although that is also an anime. Right. Manga uh, is better. Yeah. Today, we're kind of back to our normally scheduled podcast after our last week's Tipsy Tales, which was, which was fun to do, but... <laughs> liver can only guys, take so much if you guys have not watched that yet go watch it it is hilarious it's, <laughs> it's a like it's our, a it's a fun watch it's probably our funniest one yet to be honest yeah it, it was a good time it was a good time but this time we are going to be doing something a little more stable and that is a, our basically our top 10 anime deaths and this episode is going to be filled to the brim with spoilers for a lot of shows yep so to save you guys uh like if you still want to listen to the show we are going to announce each anime before we say the character for it Mm -hmm. so if you're like not caught up or you you'd still want to watch that show then maybe fast forward a few minutes or something when we announce the anime so yeah, we'll this try is to... going to be a spoiler-heavy, indecisive podcast here. Very so we'll much try to, so. We'll try to let you know. Yeah, and it's some of these on mine, at least. Deaths in anime can be kind of rare. And sometimes when they die, that doesn't mean they're dead either. Mm-hmm. Might come back. They might sneak <laughs> up on Dragon you. Ball. Yeah, not even just Dragon Ball either. Pretty much any shonen anime. Yeah. They they have a tendency to sneak back up on you. Dio. Dio. Dio's like immortal. It's not fair. Broken. Well, I suppose we can jump right into the top tens or the top ten. Our favorite deaths, which is kind of bad to say, but it is what it, it is. It, it, it is what it is. That's kind of what they are because, I mean. Th- I have some deaths on my list for different reasons. It's not necessarily just the saddest. It's yeah, just my favorite, same. which is kind of fucked up to say, but I have is, a mixture of it is what it is. Mixture of saddest and like most important to the story. Yep, same. So I suppose we can take it away. Did you want me to do my number ten first? Do you want to do your yeah. number ten first? Uh, you can do yours, mine's kinda lame, so Okay. Well mine is my number ten is a bit of a memer. And it is from jojo's bizarre adventure part four of all parts the part that is very <laughs> it's very like polarizing people either love it or they hate it right and that is shigechi yangu from part four <laughs> of jojo's bizarre adventure Shigechi. That's not even that much of a spoiler. To be no, honest. it's not because he's not really an important that too much of an important character. But I felt so bad for that mofo. Like, yeah, that was a sad one to be honest. It was. It really was. Like, he was such an unimportant character, but he's just living his best life. He's a simple man, and yeah, to just get wrecked by Killer Queen like that is just just brutal it it was tough to watch it was tough to watch and it was so sad because he literally like gets there he sees josuke 
He o- tries to open the door, and then that's all she wrote. <laughs> he just disintegrates. And it's all because he just wanted his sandwich back. Exactly. Dude was just trying to eat a sandwich, but goddamn Kira. He accidentally stole a severed hand. Ah, and he had to, had to track him down and just gets disintegrated. Oh, that that hurt me inside so bad. Yeah, that was really sad. That was that was a good one. I didn't even think of that one. That was a good one. Just a simple man trying to live his life. I honestly felt bad. I was thinking like his parents, like don't like their kid is just never gonna come home. Yeah, there's nothing left of him either. No. No, he had a button, remember? Yeah, no, it was the yeah, button was a... from uh, Kira, though, not from him. Yeah. Damn it. He literally just gone had, forever. Had his last harvest crawl to uh, Josuke to give yeah. him the button. That's right. And then it, he, like, gives it to him, and then it... Oh, that was so sad now that I think about it. That was that a good was one, the sa- That's honestly, to me, that was the saddest part in all of JoJo's. All of JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Because I don't really, like, none of the other deaths really, like, get me sad in any way in JoJo's. I don't have any JoJo's deaths on mine. That that was the only one on mine, but... Yeah. There's a couple that I thought were more sad, but that's probably, like, third for me, to be honest with you. I just felt bad for the guy. My number 10 is from a movie called Grave of the Fireflies. And that is uh, Setsuko's death, the main character's younger sister. And honestly, it's not like, dude, that movie just made me feel so dirty and like sad. Yeah. And the it, way that she died, man, was just so like, just depressing. And like, you saw it coming. Well, but, at uh, the very beginning of the movie, it, the main character dies or like for, the boy yeah. dies. So like, you know, it's coming. But even though you know it's coming, it still hits you just as hard. Bro, because she's just laying there like skin and bone. And then like she thinks that she's giving him rice balls, but they're rocks because she's like starting to die. And then he like gave her the watermelon and she couldn't even eat it. And then dead. She's just gone. I was like, damn, that's tough. That show, that movie is a tough one to get through. It's so good, but it's just like, it's too real. Uh, It is too real. And it literally is just like, it punches you in the gut time after time. It's, I don't know. That can definitely be a brutal watch. That's my 10. Check it out. Uh, Setsuko, I think. Setsuko. Yeah, it could be. I haven't seen it in a while. Same. Definitely worth the watch show. If you haven't seen it, well... It's not really a spoiler because you'd see it in the first two minutes of the movie that everybody's dead. Right. But yeah. Well, moving on. My number nine is from. What the fuck is the show called? I'm literally having a massive brain fart. Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> Crazy one from Yu Yu Hakusho because he doesn't stay dead. And it's the first episode again. But. Seeing every, seeing how everyone acts to Yusuke Yurameshi's death. I didn't even think about that one. That's also a good one. God damn it. And that comes back to what I said earlier about sometimes it's tricky with them shonen because they bring him back to life. Granted, you know he's going to come back to life because he's the main character of Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, Dude, that is the first episode. That's one of the best first episodes in anime, to be honest. I agree because... It gives you everything. It does. It it hits you like a 
bag of rocks. I don't know. I don't know any metaphors. Like it just hits you hard. It does. It. I yeah. I really like that because you get to see like because he thought he was just a punk and everyone hated everyone him. Everyone hated and then him. He, yeah. And then he ends up dying, and you get to see like how many people that Yusuke has impacted, and it's. God, that's a good one, AK. That's such a good death. You get to see his mom well, breaking down. Marks. Yeah, you get to see, uh, what the fuck is his name? I'm so bad with like thinking Ku- of Kuwabara. Kuwabara. Yeah, you get to see Kuwabara, who just yeah. like wanted to fight him all the time, just absolutely break down over the fact that he died. Yeah, and you get to see Keiko and like how sad she was too. Ah, oh, man, that first step or first, I think it extended in the second episode but them first two episodes mm. really hit you on a different level yeah they do i just started watching you haka show again i think i'm on about episode 50 i think i'm on like 75 i stopped watching i got into soul eater now i'm on episode like 40 of soul eater oh really really yeah. what, are you, what are you thinking so far i really like it but it's just I don't know. There's not a ton of like, it took a while for there to be like an actual overarching storyline. Yeah. So it was tough to like keep watching at the beginning, but I, I, I like it. I really like the animation style of it. Actually. I do. I do too. That was like my biggest draw to it, especially What's like your... the backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that as well. Who's your favorite character as of right now? Uh, Death the Kid for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Same. Symmetry, bro. Everything needs I like to be Death symmetrical. And I also like um, uh, what's uh, I like Maka's dad a lot too. I like Maka's dad, but I'm tr- I'm oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Frankenstein. I think Frankenstein's badass too. Yeah, he's a he's a sick character. He's kind of falling into madness right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's my number nine. Yeah, my number nine is Yusuke Yurameshi from Yu Yu Hakusho. That's a good one. I respect that one. My number nine comes from Attack on Titan. Ooh. And this is my favorite character in Attack on Titan. And I thought his death was good. The reason it's at nine is because, like, I just like some more deaths better, but I like this character a lot, and that's Irwin's death, or Irvin's death, however you want to say it. Yeah, Ervin, it is in the dub at least. I don't know how they say it in the sub because I yeah, watched Irvin. the dub up until the fourth season at least. Yep. And I I don't know. I thought it – I liked how um, subtle and kind of simple his death was, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it, it really – the way it was done in the anime and in the – like the way that they set it up of like him being a devil and everything mm-hmm. like that and yep. – that he is basically himself taking so many lives just for humanity. Mm-hmm. I thought that was done very well. And I'm going to hot swap that to my number eight spot. So uh, <laughs> we don't have to talk about it again later. And we can talk about it all now. All right. Sounds good. But dude, I I don't know. I thought it did its part. It wasn't like jaw dropping like holy no. shit. Because I, I did kind of spoil for myself that armin was gonna get the colossal yeah i knew but he it already did, had the colossal also by the time did, i saw it, it it didn't really take away from how impactful it was no because and like how simple it was because it's like he's getting his break like just let him rest yeah i liked it but he's also so close to what he wanted to see his entire yeah. life so True. close to knowing the truth 
Mm -hmm. And you get that flashback of him when he was a kid, when he raises his hand. Yeah. Right before he dies. That's pretty, pretty fire moment. It was a super fire moment. So, yeah. I guess you can do your number eight because I switched my number eight to Ervin. So, my number eight, this death is from Vinland Saga, an anime called Vinland Saga. Whoa. And I cannot hype. I cannot hype this up enough. If you haven't seen Vinland Saga, go watch it. It's one of my favorite anime of all time. Check it out. So skip ahead. Uh, but the Askeladd death. I actually fucking awesome. I don't. I kept that off of my list. I don't know why, but I thought of it, but I just didn't put it on there. But it probably definitely deserves to be on there because because that is a whole oh. turning point for the entirety of the story. Dude, I did not see it coming at all whatsoever out of completely right field just had no fucking clue and Askeladd then, as a character is just like such a big question mark on like i know he really is and up until when he dies it's you really just like don't know what his goals are or where where he's tr what he's trying to do really i right and might I say, I do see some parallels with a certain character from Code Geass with Askeladd. I genuinely do. Yes, but Code Geass, uh, that one's a little little elevated from even Askeladd. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, like, um, Lelouch's and Askeladd's, like, ideologies and, like, path to take and, like, I don't know, man. I think they're very similar. Because Askeladd really did his whole deal to benefit the world yeah like he what did. he thought or to change a certain character would yeah benefit at least i don't know that it was the world but he just it was to benefit what he wanted right because his whole thing was to change canute's outlook and make him a better king and help to make him a good king basically good and by the end of it canute was is probably a much better king than what would have happened had he been left with conehead right oh absolutely absolutely Askeladd is a stupidly big brain to be honest and yeah that's my eight all right so i suppose uh yeah that brings us to number seven and number seven is similar actually to number nine in a way uh but this one is from steins gate i thought about putting this and it's mayuri sheena yeah. from like episode like 12 of steins gate where she just they just started blasting and they just started going crazy and she <laughs> dies over and over and over and over again and again <laughs> and again and again dude and again so impactful that fucking episode is an absolute banger especially the very first time that she gets bopped it's just yeah. like what is happening this isn't the show like what are You're you like what, what what are you doing what's going yep. on god damn yeah i that's in my honorable mentions i didn't put it in there just because it happened so many times but it's close it's up there that's a good one yeah I, I I have a few uh, that are probably don't belong because they do end up coming back to life mm -hmm. or like surviving in a certain way. Yeah. 
But this one was almost more impactful in the way that it affected Hoeing Kioma. Yeah, it to talk about it. The rest of the story is just Kioma like being a breaking savage, down. trying to fix shit, breaking down, just oh that so good. one episode where she's killed is just the whole game changer for the entirety oh, of the show. Yeah, dude. The anime goes from like a slow burning match to like a fucking blue flame torch. Just one episode. And then it just goes crazy. It takes off. But you need the first like 11, 12 episodes to get attached to the characters. Otherwise, if it started off on that, like nobody would, you wouldn't really care as much, right? Yeah, that is true. At least that's the way I look at it. You need to give them a little bit of character development. Oh, no, I 100% agree. And there's actually a few uh, in my honorable mentions, which we'll mention between two and one, that could have ended up on my list had they been developed more as a character. Yep. I also have some of those. And I have one that's not on my list that I'm not going to trash at the end, but I'm going to get some flack for it. Uh, I mean... (laughs) So... Yeah, yeah. It is what, what it is. What am I at? Uh, number number I... seven, I believe, for you. So number seven is kind of what I was talking about just a second ago. Um, My seven is a death from One Piece. And it's mm. not the death that everyone is thinking of. My number seven. Up higher, I would assume. My number seven is. uh, No, it's not. This is my only One Piece death here. Ooh. And my number spicy. seven is, is, not, is not Ace. It is Whitebeard. I thought Whitebeard's death was more impactful, and I thought it was done better than Ace's. I felt more when Whitebeard died than when Ace died. I don't know that I would agree with you there. That's fine. I feel like the majority of people wouldn't. But personally, in my own opinion, I did not care that much. I mean, okay. I cared about Ace's death and how it affected Luffy. but. Yeah. I thought it was done. I thought he could have done it better, man. Like I, I think I, I, you see. I think the whole problem with Ace's death is that he waited to give Ace really a ton of character development until after he was dead. That is that is true. That is true. Like and he also, waited until the worst time to start fleshing out Ace. And also, like, they had it, man. They were gone. Ace was free. Yeah. And and then fucking Sakazuki goes, talk shit about Whitebeard, and then Ace gets all gung-ho. And I get it. It's part of his character. It's who he is. But still, come on. I thought how when Whitebeard died and you got the flashback of, like, how all he wanted was a family and, like, how prominent of a figure he was, but he was yeah. just doing it all for the right reasons... I thought that really hit me hard, and I really loved when he screamed the One Piece does exist. Just to say, like, fuck you, Marines. Like, I thought that was just so badass. So, that's why Seven is Whitebeards. Yeah, I actually don't have any One Piece ones on my list. Well, mainly because, at least at the point I'm in, the only people that really (laughs) die are in the Paramount War in Marineford uh of whitebeard and ace like i can't recollect any other people actually dying little ors jr oh he does he die i think so 
<laughs> either way, he's not like. No, yeah. Not there's fine. not really any deaths you really care about. No, a there, whole there lot. Isn't. And like I said, aces would have probably made a much bigger impact on me had that flashback arc been like 150 chapters before he died. Right. I think they could have given Ace some more backstory. But uh, don't they give him backstory like in close to chapter 1000 again? Uh-huh. They do, in fact, actually. Gosh, I got to catch up. I just finished Punk Hazard, and I'm, I'm going to dedicate myself, and I'm going to start reading 10 chapters a day, so then I can catch it in a month. There we go. I'm going to grind out some uh, Tokyo Ghoul after this episode, actually. Well, how far are you in Tokyo Ghoul? Haven't read any for like a month. It's so good, dog. Plus, like, I've been, dude. I've been in a Tokyo Ghoul re, dude. I know, I know. That's why I just want to get through Tokyo Ghoul and then start re. But I fucking have been in an anime grind where I'm watching like eight things. Yeah, just like chip, chipping many, away at eight different things. There's too many good shows out right now that yeah, it's tough to keep yourself dedicated to the manga reading. Right, I'm catching up on Seven Deadly Sins, watching Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, I'll tell you what though, the last volume of Tokyo Ghoul into like Tokyo Ghoul Re just being elevated so so much above Tokyo Ghoul in the first place, you won't be able to stop reading it. I'm pumped. I'm excited, man. I'm very excited. It's crazy. So, okay, what do you got? Uh, we're on number six, I believe, right? Yep. So my number six is from one of the most popular shonens of all time in Hunter x Hunter. And even though I am a person to kind of be a downer on the Chimera Ant arc, I still think that the death of Meruem belongs on this list. That's my six too. (laughs) Because he, he is just, you, you watch him slowly develop as a character from like him being born and then just being like a absolute murderer killing children for food and then he slowly gains knowledge and slowly figures out that people or like humans are all good at different things Mm mm-hmm and that strength is not all in physical strength. Right. And I watched a YouTube video about this. I don't remember who it was by, but like that Meruem would have most likely ended up being the most fair king to ever exist. Yeah. Because you got to remember the Chimera Ants took over one of like an extremely corrupt king to start off with. Yep. And he would have probably already at the state he was when he died, he would have been better than that king. I I agree a hundred percent. I dude, I I love Marum's death so much, and I really like how um oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. What's the guy that fights him? What's his name? Netero. Netero, like when they're fighting and he's like, okay, I have to kill him now. Otherwise I'm going to like, I'm going to be swayed by what he says. Yeah. Cause like he was being so fair and like truthful to Netero. So he's like, okay, I got to kill him now. And Netero did like, I might side with him. Yeah. And he said, Netero said at the beginning of the fight, like 
it basically wasn't his choice to kill him. Right. It's something that it's just his job. Mm -hmm. And that was crazy. And that was crazy. You just get to see Net or uh, Merulam develop, especially in the introduction of Komugi, where he can't win. Dude, and then right up at the end there, when all he wants to do is play Gungi with Komugi, that was so wholesome. Yeah, God. it was. I was oh. probably the like the most impactful part overall of Hunter Hunter. I would agree, dude. That actually like made me choke up a little bit, and I was like, God, that was done so well. And I never would have thought I would have given a shit about this stupid overpowered ant, but I did. Yeah, the end of the Chimera Ant arc is peak shonen, but it's yep. also like not shonen because yeah, people because don't no longer have morals, and it's just right. massacre and wrong like it's just all wrong everything about what happens at the end of that arc is just wrong yeah so that was my six as well yeah you got so, anything else to add to my monologue or did um, i cover it no. all? <laughs> i think you covered it pretty well uh Meruem is honestly it, it's between him and hisoka for my favorite characters in hunter hunter i love everything about him um yeah that's my six very good death that's all i got yep Okay, I suppose we can move on to my number five then. And this one is from a recently released and recently restarted show of The Promised Neverland. But I don't, also don't know if this character <laughs> is dead or not because I haven't read the manga and that is Norman. I did not even think about this, but that's a good one. Norman is just such a big brain little boy. He is a big brain little boy, and yeah, his death was actually done very well, and it changed the whole story. It did. I oh. honestly, like, he he sacrificed himself, too, like, just for the greater good. And it's not, like, a spur-of-the-moment kind of sacrifice, either. No, it's like... It's like a well-thought-out giving himself up so that the rest of them can escape bro when they were gonna have him escape and he came back just like sad eyes walking because like he figured out that there was a cliff on the other side of the wall that shit was so sad man yeah because then you just know like fuck he's gonna die like that's that's it there's nothing they can do anymore it's freaking that that when they're walking after like he's in that suit and then yep. he's like walking and then the mom starts like humming that song. Yeah. And then they talk to each other and then, yeah, it's, it's yeah, that was, oh, that was done. Well, Oh God, that whole, that whole episode was awesome. That whole season is the whole first season of promise. Neverland is just amazing. It is. It truly is. It's so good. If I'm going to be 100% honest, I do not enjoy the second season that much because it's just not the same show, seems yeah. like, anymore. It completely shifted. It's not bad, but it's not what I watched The Promised Neverland for. Yeah, it definitely changed up 
it's got more adventure-esque vibes now. I've read the next arc, and it isn't it isn't as good as the first one, but I mean, it's still entertaining and it's got some good shit. But yeah, the first the first arc was a masterpiece for sure. It is definitely a masterpiece. So what is your number five then? My number five is from Trigun. Okay, I am so, going to watch your because I have not seen Trigun. I'll just message you in chat and say. Okay, that back. works too. All right, BRB. All right, all right, all right guys. So this is from Trigun. If you want to watch Trigun and you don't want to have this spoiled, skip ahead. But my death from Trigun is a character named Nicholas D. Wolfwood. And he is with Bash basically throughout the majority of the story. And you get to learn some things about uh, Wolfwood, who he is, uh, what he's what he's gone through. Um, so Wolfwood is a really deep character. And he spends his whole life basically trying to like help out people and children and try to make them not suffer like he suffered as a kid and his death was just so goddamn impactful like he was just kneeling down in a church and he just was saying like i've I've killed too many people i can't make up for my sins and then he starts thinking about his loved ones and he just starts like begging to live he wants to live there's too many things he hasn't done yet people he wants to help and then just in the middle of this, he has so many regrets, he ends up dying. And it was just so sad. It's so well done. It's so sad. Honestly, could be higher on my list. But yeah, that's that's all she wrote. Quick version. I'll bring AK back now. All right. All righty. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Trigun, so I don't want to I don't want to be spoiled because it's it's a classic. Or so I've heard. That was what? Your number five? That was my number five, yes. Alrighty, then on to number four. My number four is from Assassination Classroom. I knew this was going to be somewhere on your list. It is the... It is honestly... It's the best part of Assassination Classroom. The death, what everyone says the very end the death of koro sensei where <clears throat> you've seen it on on instagram haven't or like on a meme or something haven't you oh i i watched it on youtube oh i did I've you seen the whole clip yeah so yeah these kids basically the whole plot of the show is these kids need to kill their teacher who's you find out later that he's basically a byproduct of government testing yeah who is invincible in pretty much every way except for specific weapons that the government issued them that to kill but by the end of the show everyone loves Koro sensei because he's like the best teacher ever yeah and then yeah they by the end Koro sensei basically just like gives himself up and then they're all holding him down and they they kill him with with the knife and it's just like they're all crying and it's brutal yeah dude i watched like the first six episodes decided i didn't like the show and then i watched the last episode because i was just like fuck it and honestly I watch- oh, fuck i dropped my mic sorry what what <laughs> What you could do is watch, like you did, watch the first few episodes, 
mm-hmm. just so you get like the basic introduction to the characters and or whatever, and then yeah. watch where it develops, where you see who Koro Sensei was before he got turned into what he is. Yeah, true. I haven't seen that part. And then the end, which is like towards the end, that's in the second season. Because mm-hmm. honestly, the whole middle part just kind of develops the students as characters, but you don't really care about the students very much, yep. except for like two of them. So that's... it definitely could have been better overall, but that Koro Sensei death was 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 brutal. I I always see shit about his death and like Instagram memes, not even memes, but just like short clips and stuff. So yeah, yeah. That's if all I would have watched the whole show, it probably would have been on mine. But whatever. I yeah, I mean, it's, never going to. It's pretty impactful death. Man, AK, my number four hurts me that it's this low. To be honest, what is that? Uh, this is from Gurren Lagan. <laughs> my number four is from Gurren Lagan, uh, and it's Kamina's death. That is my number three. Oh, dude, yes. Yes, AK. That's what I fucking like to see, baby. That that death was just perfect. It was the driving point for basically the rest of the story. It was. Um, it changed the main character and made him better. Uh, the death was sad as fuck. It was perfect. I loved it. I loved every single thing about it, except for that Kamina had to die. Like you said, it was literally the driving point for the rest of this whole series. Mm-hmm. And without his death... It would have been not a very good series, I don't think. I I, I would agree. Dude, he was basically the messiah of the story, to be honest. In a way, yeah. Because he busted them out of the ground. He's the one who's like, oh, let's just take their mechs for ourselves and fight back. You know, like, he changed the whole, he changed the game. He's the one that, in essence, gave everyone fighting spirit. True. That is true. I am not as high on Gurren Lagann as... As Noah is here. But I have to admit that this is one of the most important deaths in all of anime. 100%. 100%. Believe in the me that believes in you. God damn it. Then he gets bopped. Then he gets bodied. Right after he promised that, that chick that he was going to come back. And then he just right. didn't. And then Savage he's like... Move. Dude, and then he's, like, after he gets stabbed, he's laying there, and, like, he's about to die, and then everyone's, he's, like, screaming for him, and then he, like, gets up, and he's, like, can a guy get some sleep? And then he bodies the other mech and then passes on. Absolutely beautiful moment. Such a good show. Changes Simone from kind of, I don't know, that he wasn't really, like, happy, but he just, like, I don't know what he was before, honestly, but after it he's turned him into just, super like, depressed. He's kind of just there. He was kind of just there. He's kind of just like a pussy. Yeah, that's a good explanation for it. He was kind of just a pussy. And, and then, then that's up. Yeah. After he became kind of a depressed edgelord. Until... Yeah, he was basically just riding on the coattails of Kamina, and then Kamina dies, and then he has to grow up really fast. And then he's like that until he meets a girl his age, and then his whole life just completely turns around again. And then he becomes the goat. It's a very simple story, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Uh, Nothing gets I, fleshed out. Well, that's true, but 
Like it's all. I, it also face doesn't value. really need to. Yeah, that's true. Like it's, it is what it is, and it's good for what it is. It it's honestly a pretty abstract. It's show. very abstract, especially the ending. Yeah, but I don't even I don't dislike that necessarily. I think you can kind of no. take it, per- perceive it how you want. I didn't watch it for the depth. That's right. what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, the deepest part comes from Kamina's death. Yeah, in episode, like, seven. Yeah. Well, that was my number three, so you can do your number three. My number three is from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And it is Maze Hughes' death. Yeah, that's a tough one. That one is so brutal, man. That one is so brutal. Oh. I actually hear that that's done, or like, it's more impactful in the original because Ed and Al spend more time with their family, or with Maze Hughes' family. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit, man. That's, that's crazy because Maze's death fucking wrecked me. Like, it was, that one actually did some damage. I was so sad. Oh. Because he was such, like, a good dude, you know, and everyone liked him. Yeah. Like, he was a husband, a father, like, fucking, oh my gosh. Everyone liked him. Ah. Shonen, most Shonen series honestly need to take notes from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yes. That deaths can really further their story so well right they can make it so much deeper and they can just improve the whole story that is honestly one of the largest downfalls to shonen as an entire genre i would agree they don't let people die they don't dude and then you get to see how his death impacted like roy mustang and he's such a like a strong sturdy character and then he's crying because of maze's death ah so good so good yeah i mean full model alchemist is known as like the best anime of all time for a reason and yep that is one of the reasons it is indeed if you, i mean i'm sure like most people watching have seen the show so they know they know about Hughes' death and how brutal it was yeah envy's a little bitch Fuck Envy. I also really enjoy Envy as a character, but that bitch. That bitch. Honestly, back to what I said about sh- this being the biggest flaw of Shonen. One of the most popular Shonen of all time, of One Piece, has a very big problem with letting people die. Yep. They do. He never that lets is, anyone die. That's the biggest downfall of One Piece. That's like the, my only big critique, to be honest. They never le- He never lets anyone die. Wow, let someone die, Oda. I am so excited when you get to Wano. You are going to just writhe because some certain characters don't end up dying. Oh my god. He builds up this, like, glorious death for He does that so much. He's done that several times, and then they just don't die anyways. No, they don't. And, like, I'm ready for it, and it would improve the story so much if they did die, and then they don't. But whatever. It's still a great series. I can't. Oh yeah, say it's my favorite series of any, all time. So any I... more about yeah. it after after the last few episodes of Attack on Titan, One Piece is no longer my favorite series of all time. 
That's fair. It's still mine. Unless Attack on Titan is going to have to do some crazy shit, man, coming up here for it to uh, surpass One Piece. What do you mean, going to have to do some crazy shit? Dude, they're doing crazy shit. I'm just saying, man, One Piece just is still my favorite, like, series. It's just something that I, like, I don't know, man. It just has a special place in my heart. True. I mean, there's a lot of content, and all the content is good, so it's hard to hard to to pass it. So, uh, you just, your number three was who again? Hughes. Oh, Mace Mace Hughes. Hughes. So my number, we're on the number two then. Yep. And this is from Clanad After Story. So if you plan on watching Clanad After Story ever, Noah, you don't I, want yeah, I, to hear what I'm going to say. All right. I'm leaving. I, cause I can't, yeah, I'm just going to leave. Okay. Now that Noah's gone, and anyone else that has yet to see Clanad or Clanad After Story is gone, Ushio's death in Clanad After Story is just hurts me to the core. Watching, I don't even remember the main character, the main dude's name. I'm so bad with names, but watching him break down on the street because. Ushio has the same sickness that Nagisa did, and Nagisa died from that sickness, and I don't even know how to explain this in words, but because Ushio and her dad were finally getting, were finally starting to bond, and then she dies, that crushes you as a human being. It just absolutely crushes you. And then you, it's like, it was weird. The ending was kind of weird where he basically lived that full life of him with his daughter by himself with Nagisa dead. And then it went, it like magically goes back to when Nagisa would have died giving birth And then it ends, and Nagisa survives, and then basically the entirety of Clanad After Story, he says he basically lived it, but he didn't. It's crazy. So, yeah, I, I don't have anyone else to talk to here, so I'm going to invite Noah back. Yo, 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 yo! Okay, I have my monologue about Clanad After Story, so. Alright. Was that your two? That was my number two. So now it's your number two, and then we get into some honorable mentions. All right, this one's from Naruto, but I've already spoiled this for you, so whatever. But my number two is Jiraiya Sensei from Naruto. I I said Naruto before I said that, didn't I? I I believe so. Okay. Well, yeah, Jiraiya (laughs) is my two. Uh, Honestly, (laughs) I feel like if you did an internet poll poll on the worst... uh, the saddest deaths in anime, this would probably win because of it's like such a popular series. Yeah. And this death is done very, very, very well. So, yeah, man. Um, It's honestly just so sad and impactful because like Jiraiya is Naruto's teacher, his father figure, the person who gives him his like true set of morals and goals and like changes his identity for the better. And... I mean, he's just such, like, a goofy, funny character. 
he has so much going for him. Um, yeah, he just – he basically, like, goats up and goes to, you know, see what pain is all about to try to help the Leaf Village. And, you know, he ends up fighting pain and he ends up dying. Right before he dies, he inscribes uh, a very important message on a toad and then sends it back to the Leaf Village. And it honestly, Loki is the only reason that they beat pain. And you just get to see after his death, there's like a bunch of clips of how important he was and everyone just crying and being so sad. And it was just done so well. I, it just, I, it was perfect. So one he, of the best deaths. He squares up to pain just to get bodied. That's what you're saying. He basically sacrifices himself to figure out something about pain and how they can beat him. And yeah, he basically leaves no, and like, uh, this girl named Tsunade, who is like his love interest, but I, she's kind of like a Sundere, and they never end up actually like linking up. They're old, but they actually they never end up like getting together. Mm-hmm. And she knows like he's probably gonna die on this mission, and he still he leaves without telling her how he feels. And it was just so sad, man. It was so sad, but it was done so well. Helped the story so much. That's why, honestly, his death just boosted the pain arc to its level of status, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's in Shippuden? That is in Shippuden. It's the last good arc before the Great Shinobi War arc, which was just Cheeks. Everyone hates on the Great Shinobi War arc. It's the longest arc in all of anime and manga, and it's shit. The tough part about Naruto and watching it is I'm on like halfway through season two right now, but there's nine seasons in just regular Naruto. Yeah. I don't want to have to watch that much to just get a few good parts. That's that fair. I pretty much already know. <laughs> yeah. I will tough. say what I like about Naruto, I think it has the best animation for any long-running show. Yeah, I could see that. Like and its fight choreography is next level. Uh yeah, I mean. But yeah, everyone i mean if you've seen naruto you know about dry's death and so yeah that's my two there it is Should we do some honorable mentions yeah i have quite a few honorable mentions actually not all yeah, I did. there's all okay i'll i'll go for some honorable mentions do we want to go back and forth or do we want to do all at one time we can just rattle off a few and okay. then talk about them if we have any of the same so this man's i'm not sure if he's dead because people never die in this series and that's from One Piece. And that's Kuma. Bartholomew Kuma. At where I'm at oh, right now. Oh, that's a good he one. He is dead. Where I'm at right now. And he that, is such a wild card character. Yeah. Because for like almost the whole time, you just kind of think he's a pawn for the Marines. And but he kind of is a little bit different because he's always carrying around the Bible. But he and he lets the Straw Hats live all like he just like doesn't. He's very merciful to the Straw Hats. Dude, he goats up for the Straw Hats for real. Like yeah, and he really actually helps them out a lot. And then yeah. he, I think he whispers. Does he whisper to Zoro that he's actually no? He whispers to Robin that he's part of the Revolutionary Army. Yeah. Yep. But. Then he turned, like, he allows Vegapunk to basically remove his brain and 
Yeah. But he requires one last thing to be programmed into him, and that's to protect the Straw Hat ship during the two-year time skip. Dude, honestly, that's a good one. Kuma's like top five questions I need answered before the story ends. I need to know what the One Piece is. I need to learn about the Void Sentry. I got to learn about the Willady. I got to know who Vegapunk is and what he like, is all about. And then Kuma's backstory is like my fifth thing that I need to know. Kuma is one of my, like, I have so many favorite characters in One Piece, but he's up there because he's just such a big question mark. But then oh. there's like more than one Kuma because they like reproduced him. Kind of oh weird. God, AK. I could. Li- I want to. Oh, I can't wait till you finish and get caught up. I really need to get caught up because there's so many things that I really just struggle not googling to see if it has already like happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I kind of want to look into theories and stuff, but then also I don't want to Google something for a theory and then it actually yeah. already happened and then I fuck myself for the future. That's fair. So I just need to get caught up so I can just be part of the talk, you know? Mm-hmm. There are some uh, theories and stuff about Kuma. And you get you actually get a little bit of a Kuma clip uh, later in Wano. Sick. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, Ace is my in my honorable mentions. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like just, self-explanatory for Ace. We talked about him earlier. Self-explanatory, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, I have Nina. Nina, well, she doesn't die. Yeah, she, that's, well, yeah, she does. Huh? Oh, yeah, because they came and killed her after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that part. But that, mm, the saddest part was Nina the whole thing that happened before her death. Yeah, true. Um, what else do I, I, Kite on your list? Kite? No, he's not on my list. I don't, Kite just wasn't too impactful of a character to me i agree i think they could have done that a little better i mean the whole reason he's on my list is just because of the going snaps yeah makes sense yeah that's those are some of mine you can okay uh from attack on titan marco bot damn i didn't even think about marco's that's a good one that came out of nowhere and honestly the first time i watched the first season i kind of just didn't understand that Marco just like wasn't there anymore because I didn't realize who Marco was. Yeah. And then in the third season, when you see Annie and Bertolt and Rhina kill mm-hmm. Marco. Yeah. I was like, God damn. How was I not like, how did I not put that together? Because John finds Marco dead on the street. Yeah, he's just sitting there, dead but as fuck. I feel like Marco just didn't get really much character development, so I didn't yeah. care too much about the fact that he died, because there are a lot of people that die in that show. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that. But then when you get this flashback to Marco later, damn, that's some next level stuff right there. It really was. It really was. All right, Uh, then we can't go, we can't we can't have a favorite deaths without mentioning from death note l yeah that's in my honorable mentions i kind of wish that he wouldn't have died because from then from that point on the story did take a little dip in quality yeah but you gotta throw l in there 
yeah, the most polarizing character and like the sickest dude is gone. And mm-hmm. th- it was the downfall of the series, but the death was sick. Very much so. So yeah. Yeah, and then one last one is from a recently released series of Jujutsu Kaisen. And that's Junpei Yoshino. Are we sure he's dead? I think he's dead. I I think if he wasn't dead, we would have seen something from him already. But I thought on the last episode, they, that, that one guy who turned him into the thing goes, I wish I would have killed him instead of just turning him. No, he no, he said he wishes he would have, like, just cursed him instead of turning him because then he wouldn't have died. And uh, and then uh, uh, Tsukina okay, okay. could have reversed the curse. Yeah, and, because he doesn't think that uh, he could have reversed the soul morphine. Gotcha. With his reverse curse technique. Okay. So I thought that kind of just confirmed that he was dead. I misinterpreted that. Yeah, I think Junpei's death could have made my top 10 had he been fleshed out more as a character. Yeah. And if they had some type of... Honestly, if they would have had a funeral scene for him, I think that would have made my top 10. Dude, yeah, that honestly was pretty sad. Because Junpei was... I I liked his character a lot. I really liked Junpei's character. I genuinely did. Yeah, that was right. depressing. Then that was, was that was the what was on my honorable mentions. So, so I have some JoJo deaths. Number one saddest death in my opinion, Jonathan Joestar. Jonathan sad Joestar. Sad death. Number two, Danny. Iggy. You mean? Number number <laughs> S, number S tier, Danny. Number one, Jonathan Joestar. Number two, Iggy. Number three, Kakuin. All sad. I thought. Yeah. What about Narancha? Fuck Narancha. Nah, that just came out of nowhere. I was yeah, like, huh? it did. He's dead? What the- wow. That was the most randomest. I feel like Araki in that part, he just thought, I have too many characters right now. I'm going to kill one. Dude, Araki, his writing is just everything and anything he wants it to be. He doesn't. I just think that he literally doesn't think ahead at all. Like, he just writes, he just throws whatever comes into his head on the page when he's writing. So, I was listening to this dude talk about the part eight of JoJo's and how it doesn't follow one character and it's literally just, like, a mystery and each arc follows, like, a different character and, like, you don't know what's going on until the more you get into it. And he's, like, dude, it's, that dude just, I don't even know, man. He writes in a lot of different styles. Yeah. <laughs> shit, Honestly, like. does do you know if the Rohan new Rohan anime is canon? That's a fucking great question, and I do not know. Because I feel like I'm gonna like the Rohan anime so much more than I like JoJo's as a whole. Is it an anime or is it a movie? I think it's an anime. I think it's like a full season of an anime. I honestly bet it's just like anime canon because i doubt he's gonna appear in, in any, any other of the JoJo's other ones because yeah. they swip they they swap universes at part seven yeah and it seems like there's gonna be real story like yeah. there's gonna be things that actually matter 
And Part seven. I'm excited. I've... I'm so excited for for the Rohan like spinoff. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. I'm what I'm excited for is for part 7 to get animated and for you to watch it because everything I've seen is like if you're skeptical about JoJo's, you're going to watch part 7 and then part 7 is going to be one of your favorite arcs in all of fiction. I mean, I still expect it to be a Rocky's wacky type of writing, so but I just I everything I've se- like seen, they say it's not even close to anything before it. I'm we'll excited, see. Man. We'll see when it comes. We'll see when it we'll comes. See. It's it's taking everything in my willpower to not read ahead in the manga. I don't have any problem not reading JoJo's. <laughs> I do. I love JoJo's. Is, do I you have just... any more honorable mentions, or shall uh, we move on to the same one which we have at number one? I have two. My two Hero more? Academia. Night Eyes was sad, and oh, yeah. this one. About him. This one uh, was really sad from Dororo, in my opinion. It was his brother. Tahomaru, Tahomaru, or whatever. I don't Dororo. know what his name is. Yeah, I, I thought ha- that was fucking sad. I that was very sad. I have Mio from Dororo on mine. Actually, that was, also, that was also sad as fuck. And then one last one, Kana Kirishima from Parasite. Oh yeah, the the girl yeah. that liked Shinichi. I thought that was sad. That was sad. But I don't really have much to say about either of those last two. All right, and our number one, big big spoilers here, yeah. guys. It's from Code Geass, so please. If you have not, not watch... seen Code Geass and you are listening right now, and don't. End the podcast. Don't. Do not listen to what we have to say. Because this is one of the best anime of all time specifically for this death. Yes. Okay, I'm going to give you three more seconds to leave. Get the fuck out of here. Leave if you haven't seen it. Bye-bye. Okay. That was close enough to three seconds. Yeah. And Lelouch Lamprouge slash V Britannia. The death at the end is crazy. What? Oh, it's fucking nuts because literally Lelouch wins. He he wins it all. He he wins the world. Like he yes. is the leader of the world. He wins. And he's one of the only characters that actually obtains the whole world and he does it. You think that Lelouch is like <laughs> you think that he's big brain the whole time? But yeah. then when this happens, you're like god damn. What? Right, because Dude, this shit happened. Like he gets everything, and you're like, "All right, he's he's it, man. He yeah. he did his thing. He basically became a dictator of yeah. Japan, and then all of a sudden, Suzaku comes in in his zero form or in the zero yep. suit, in the zero and suit, fucking stabs him through the chest, kills him out of nowhere." and then he falls so down crazy. the front of the like of the of the car and then his sister mm-hmm. who can now see is just like freaking out yep and oh my god and then you're just like how long has this man been planning his death right for the greater good of humanity oh because... so lelouch's whole thing he was gonna make himself seem like the worst person ever 
to and to like have the world in his hands and then to have Suzaku kill him so that it just oh, it was so they, fucking ridiculous he figures out that the only way for there to be an absolute revolt and reconstruction of the world was for a, it to be like under the thumb of one dictator yep and then for that dictator to be assassinated by the person that everyone thought was the dictator in the first place. Yes. Who is the zero character who Lelouch was, who's been basically trying to free every, or like make it a more fair world. Yeah. It is a writing masterpiece. It is. And I, I can't even talk about it like well enough for you to get the full picture like for any it's just you have to watch the show and like just see lelouch's character just oh it's so good yeah like you cannot put into words the impact of that final scene where lelouch just bites the bullet for the sake of humanity he literally with his death changed the whole entire world for the better and you don't see it coming at all it's crazy it's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's next level game changing shit, man. If that had not happened, it would not even be like on my top twenty probably. But now it's at my like yeah. number four for that it one. Probably scene. wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other there are like sequel shows and movies where Lelouch is resurrected, but I just don't consider that to be part of the masterpiece that is Kogi, yes. Yeah, it's it's a masterpiece, and the ending, I, the ending's a twenty six out of ten. Like, what can I say? It is next level. I don't it know is. what else to say about it. I don't either. Do we have any other last minute thoughts we want to talk yes. about here? Any anything? If you did not see Kogi, yes, and you listened to all that, what what's wrong with you? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, come why? on, come on. Still, still watch it. Still watch yeah, it. Yeah, honestly, show. it's still, it'll still hit you like a. Well, the ending won't, but because I, I actually got to watch the ending unspoiled. Yeah, so did I. Which I'm so thankful for. It's a great. I feel watch. like it's like an unwritten rule in the anime community to not spoil Code Geass. Yes. <laughs> like... yes, 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 yes. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say to you. I don't either. That's about that's about it, man. I think we can probably call that the end of the episode then. This has been Shall we call it? Yeah, this has been the the best our favorite deaths in anime. Well that's what we'll call it. Our favorite deaths yeah. in anime. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh spread the podcast to your friends. Uh tell tell everyone you know, listen to the podcast. We're doing this, you know, every week. We're gonna do it every week for Forever. Forever, man, forever. 100 years, Morty. 100 years. Rick and Morty. (laughs) Keep going, baby. All right. Till next time, I suppose. Till next time, take it easy.